Welcome to the Elevate Life Church podcast of the week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Keith Craft. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit elevatelife.com. over your heart. And if you're a guest with us, this is not the time we say the Pledge of Allegiance, but yes. this is the time we make some declarations. So there'll be on the screen. Say this with us. I am I who God, God says I am, a child of God, God the righteousness of God. God. I am the apple of God's eye. I am God's workmanship created for good works. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, I open up my mind to receive the word of God so I can think like God be like God and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up our hands. Say this with me. Come Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus name. Amen. So glad you're here. Greet somebody one more time. Just say, good to see you. Y'all are looking good. Well, it's not only a great privilege to have you with us today, but also the hundreds and sometimes thousands of people that watch on the internet or Facebook or YouTube. Give them all a big hand. Thank you guys for watching. And welcome McKinney Elevate Life. Yes, McKinney Elevate Life. I'm glad you're tuning in. So let's let's just gear up and get ready for Easter too, y'all. And you know, Sheila, uh, we've been in this launch series. This is the last weekend of it. And I want to say that It's just really an honor to have Pastor Precious sitting by my side and teaching together. And so thank you for being willing to do that. And I want to talk about really how to launch rich relationships. And we've been discussing this and having these conversations for the last several weeks. And I want to just direct us to the word uh, real quick. Just look at Luke, the 12th chapter, and whether you've got your your phone Bible or the big Bible in the sky, or you got one of these. Um, Just look at Luke 12. We're going to read from verse 13. Then someone called from the crowd, teacher, talking to Jesus, please tell my brother to divide our father's estate with me. Isn't this interesting? Hey, 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 Jesus, um, uh, tell my brother to like divide this money right. So it's, it's, it looks like it's a money situation. And so Jesus said, friend, who made me judge over you to decide such things as that? Then he said, beware, guard against every kind of greed. Life is not measured by how much you own. Then Jesus tells a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. He said to himself, Self, what should I do? I don't have the room for all my crops. Then he said, I know, I'll tear tear down my barns, I'll build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store all the wheat and other goods. And then I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, You have enough stored away for years to come. Now, take it easy. Take it easy. Oh, church song. You you like the Eagles? What's next? I know it sounds... Okay, anyway. Drive you crazy. It's in your mama's church, by the way. 
He said, now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him. So this is Jesus telling the story about a man talking to himself. Then Jesus said, and God said to him, you fool, you will die this night. Then who will get everything you've worked for? Verse 21, yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth but not have a rich relationship with God. You know what God's concerned with? Yeah, he's concerned about your money. He's concerned about your health. He's concerned about all the things that you're concerned about. But he wants to have a rich relationship with you. Because here's what God knows. If he has a rich relationship with you, then you'll have a rich relationship with other people. And when you have rich relationships, you are rich. How many of y'all want to be rich? Come on, it's okay. It's okay. And rich in every area of your life. Come on, it's okay. And so before we talk about this and jump into this, Sheila, you know, it is Forward the Dream Weekend. And what a privilege we have as a church to really forward God's dream. And the first weekend of every month, we always focus on over and above and giving over and above. And I just want you to see this story uh, about somebody who came into a rich relationship beginning in 2014, right here on Easter weekend. Watch this. kids figured out if you didn't bring your church clothes, then you didn't have to go to church with grandma and you could stay at the farm and have fun. She even asked me if I could play in her little church band and I never did and I regret that. She wanted us to know and love the Lord with all of our hearts and I really believe that next to Abraham she was one of God's true friends. So fast forward a little bit, I'm a waiter in an Italian restaurant in my young adulthood. Every Tuesday night a guy would come in and he looked a little out of place, but the other waiters didn't want to wait on him. Uh, they said he'll Bible bang you, he just wants to talk about Jesus and all this stuff. Um, and they knew that there would be no tip in it. And uh, so I decided, you know what, my grandma once told me, the Lord may test you and walk around a little bit and see how you treat the common stranger. So I said, I'll take the table. And he would talk about uh, the Bible and ask me if I was saved. And of course I would tell him, well, John 3:16. yes, I'm saved. And he would continue every Tuesday night to have these conversations with me. One night it came to uh, the last days. And he said, where do you see yourself in the kingdom of God? And I said, man, I want to be right beside Jesus with a sword, covering his back, fighting right alongside him. And he said, well, Timothy, I have seen you and you will be a warrior. And that was the last time I ever saw him. So later in my life, um, I found myself kind of living halfway. You know, we'd go to work, work hard, come home, had a couple of kids, four bedroom house, you know, my four and no more as Pastor Keith will, will say. But Every night I would drink and drink a lot. We're talking 18 to 30 beers every night without fail, sometimes 30 to 60 on the weekends. Until Easter of 2014, when my daughter tells me, Daddy, I wanna to go to church on Easter like a normal family. So we wind up at Elevate Life Church and there's just something different. Uh, the usher greeters, I didn't know what they were at the time, but the, people are greeting you, they're, you feel welcome, you feel drawn in. Uh, we came in, I still remember which seat I sat in. We came, sat middle bowl, about right over there. 
and um, watch the seed production. Uh, I just, I felt as if I was home. The funny thing was way back when, when I was working in the Italian restaurant, the, the man that told me he had seen my place in the kingdom and he said I would be a warrior. I start looking around and I see all these black t-shirts with the white lettering that say warrior. And I thought, oh wow, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's style points, God. That's, you're, you're, uh, y'all was being talked right to. Production goes on, I'm in tears. Uh, during You Are the Christ, that finished me. Jesus being innocent and loving me and taking the beating and humiliation for me, I knew I had to serve him and honor him. And one of the big things in this house that I respect the most is honor. And it's all about honoring the Lord, serving the Lord and honoring the Lord, serving and honoring each other. So as we're going through the production, we're coming to the end, Pastor Keith gives us a message. He asked if anyone's made a new decision for Jesus, and I had. But I didn't really want to stand up and say, yes, Pastor, I made a new decision for Jesus. So he asked for hands to be raised, and I kept mine down, pretty embarrassed, pretty ashamed. I didn't, I didn't want to raise my hand. And my daughter, I could hear her say, Daddy. And she already had her hand raised, and so I raised my hand. And uh, ever since that day started coming, and that whole day set in motion an absolute 180-degree turnaround in my life. Where I used to drink a case of beer, daily except for the five days a year that I was sick and just couldn't and so I asked him to take it away from me I said Lord I can't beat this on my own and I can't quit it I need you to help me and I want to serve you if you can take this away from me please Lord take it away so I go away on a business trip for about five days and I come home and for the first time in 20 years I'm not stopping by to buy a case of beer I'm not even stopping by the store I just went straight home I no longer wanted a drink I no longer had to have it the Lord just simply took it away from me, and he answered that prayer. Now that I've been here, I've, I'm fortunate enough to serve as a guitarist on the worship team. Uh, I'm fortunate enough to be able to serve our pastors, uh, Whitney and Clay, uh, as they serve the Lord. And it's, it's unbelievably humbling to be able to do that. And it's all thanks to the Lord, and it's thanks to a place like this. Uh, it's thanks to pastors Keith and Sheila, and all of our pastors, leaders and servant leaders in a house like this who welcomed me in on an Easter in 2014, and a kid who brought me here, who set a fire that has now grown out of control, and sometimes during special services, I'll go down and put my hand on, on the seat where I used to sit, or where I sat for Easter, and I pray, Lord, let there be another me come in here. One more guy, one of the good guys, who's lost, and let him come home. And that's what I did. I came home at my church home. And I'd like to thank Grandma Reba for loving and honoring God and I'd like to let her know, Grandma, I'm finally playing guitar in a little church band at Elevate Life Church. Come on, can we give God some praise? How, how, how wonderful is that? Yes. How wonderful is that? This, this, this standing ovation is for God and His goodness yes. in all of our lives. Amen? Amen. So awesome. And what we uh, all know is without God, where would all of us yes, be? Yes, yes. Because of our families, because of our upbringing, because of you know, opportunities that we're given or not given, but with the mercy and grace of God, he takes us further than we ever thought we could ever Andre be. Andre Crouch say it like this. He said, to God be the glory. Yeah. To God be the glory. To God. 
done. With his blood, he has saved me. With his power, he has changed me. To God be the glory for the things, for the things, for the things he has done. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory. He has been so faithful, hasn't he? He's such an awesome God, such a good God, and he's faithful in your life. And maybe you're here even right now, and you've not felt that or sensed that or known that because you're in your own process. You're in your own struggle. But God wants you to know yeah. he's faithful. He loves you. He cares about you. He has a great plan for your Preach life. And he's no different for him, for the man you saw on the screen. If he'll do it for him, he'll do it for you. Now we're going to preach to you. If you're a guest with us, we are crazy. Crazy. Anyway, got a lot of music in my mind today. How to have a rich relationship. We've been talking about a growth mindset, that you have to develop a growth mindset. And we don't realize it, but most of us, we have some type of fixed mindset. We have mindsets that are based on how we grew up. Uh, whatever your last name is, there's a mindset that goes with it. Whatever ethnicity box people put you in, there's a mindset that goes with it. Wherever you sit on the political scale reveals a mindset that you have. Uh, and so we all have been shaped by situations, circumstances, families uh, uh, that, we've been, that we've been raised in and culture but we've been talking about what is a growth mindset. You know, I believe with all my heart that when you change, everything around you will change for the better. And isn't that what that story was all about? When he began to change, everything around him began to change for better. So let's take a look at this growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. A growth mindset is based on a belief that everyone can change and grow in every area of their life. But a fixed mindset is just based on a belief that everyone is just the way they are and everything is what it is. And again, that's why so many people have hopelessness in life. They go through life and at some point they, they don't feel like that there's help to change. They don't feel like they can change. And so that's why we're talking about this, Sheila, because if you're going to have a rich relationship, you know, the man said, hey, teacher, hey, Jesus, here's what I need you to do. I need you to fix this not just money problem, you know, this get my brother to, to you know, work that, out this inheritance thing. But it was more than that. It was, hey, I need you to fix this relationship between my brother and I, which is why we're having a problem. And Jesus finally gets to the core of it. He said, listen, it's not about the things that are getting you off track. And money, by the way, can get you off track. And your pursuit of money. And no matter how much money you make or don't make, um, it reveals whether you have a poverty mentality based on what you do with your money or a prosperity mentality based on what you do with your money. But Jesus did address it not just as a, a, a money problem that a person's a fool that stores up earthly wealth but does not have a rich relationship with God. There's nothing wrong with being smart with your money. Nothing wrong with, with having a plan. Nothing wrong with having a retirement plan. Nothing wrong with having an investment strategy. But, but what's, what's wrong is when that's your mentality more than to be rich in God 
and to have a rich relationship with God. So we're talking about that growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I really want to challenge you in this because God is always trying to get us to think like him. We're his sons. We're his daughters. And so it's not just about being an American. It's not just about being a white person, a black person, Hispanic. It's not just about all the labels that we, that we have that basically reveal a mindset. But it's about being a part of God's kingdom and understanding that, that if we'll seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, then all these other things will be added unto us. And that's why before every service, we speak those things, that, that I am who God says I am. I'm not who my mama says I am, my daddy says I am, I'm not who somebody else, I'm who God says I am. And I'm a child of God, and I'm born for good works. And we say all those things to, to, to really get our mind in a place where we finally lift up our hands and say, you know, Lord, come and help me elevate my thinking. Come, Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life. Help me to have a growth mindset so that things don't grow worse, things grow better. So that things don't grow backward, but things grow forward. Come on, are y'all with me on that? So, so these are very important. So a few weeks ago and even last week, we kind of referred to some of the growth mindset and, and fixed mindset paradigms, if I can say that that way. Uh, but take a look at this. So we've been talking about that really a growth mindset starts with believing that you can have a life by design. Uh, a fixed mindset is life by default. A life by design means that like my friend Zig Ziglar used to say that you're engineered for success. In other words, God has wired you to succeed. God has wired you to win. The Bible says you're the head and not the tail, that you're to be first and not last. And yet oftentimes in life, we're, we may not be first, we may not be last, we're somewhere in the middle, we're trying to figure out, you know, what, what the next step is. But, but to really believe, Sheila, that if, if you can grow, if I can grow, and that's, you know, I talked about that the first week of this series when I showed the triangle that I drew when, on January 20th, 1976. I just turned 16, you were 15. And when I asked you to go steady with me, which was the language of that day, to be my girlfriend, I was really asking her to grow steadily with me throughout the time that we would be together. And really, when you invite people into your life, you're inviting them into a mindset. You're inviting them into a way of thinking. And you're also, hopefully, opening your mind and heart up to the way that they think. And so it's very important that we understand this, that what separates us is not whether I love somebody or don't love somebody. What separates me is I'm, if I don't have a rich relationship with God, then I'm not growing in the direction that makes my life grow better. And so too often times it's our mindsets that's the lid, that, that, that's the cap on our potential, on our capacity, on the great things that God has for us. So let's go ahead. And I could just say this, that that's why I can just see as you're just talking of it's just, it's pictured so clearly of just how important our alignments are. We all know that. Pastor Keith shares a lot about alignments. But when you are aligned with somebody that doesn't have a growth mindset and is not about personal growth and development, then you know it's really going to be up to you. So if you're in a marriage like that, then you just know it's up to you. You're going to have to be the one that sees the big picture, yeah. sees where you're headed, cast that vision and get you there and, and help that person along. Love them and into where you see your relationship can be. But if you're not in that kind of relationship, really evaluate the relationships and the people that you 
align yourself with, are they about personal growth and development? Do they want to be better? Because who you align yourself with is who you're going to be like and who you're going to, how you're going to think. So if they're negative and they're critical and, and um, you know, whatever all those things that we would see as a negative, then it's going to get attached to us. We're going to begin to think negative and critical because we can't help it. So if we're about, like, I mean, even for myself, there's times that I've been negative and critical. But you know what I've had to do? I've had to literally tell myself to shut up. Because I've said, like, this, this is not acceptable because I don't want to be this way. I want to personally grow and develop. So Pastor Keith, he's not usually going to tell me to shut up. He's going to listen and be loving. Yes. But you know what? Prophesy. Because he knows that, that I want to grow and develop. I don't accept that about myself. So he can just pray for me. And that's, we're going to get a lot more accomplished. And I'm going to pray for him. Now, sometimes we can communicate to each other, you know, when we, there's certain things. But there are a lot of times that even for you, I'll say, God, you just deal with him. You know, you now know he's your child. Now, listen, and you started talking you, about yourself and, and somehow <laughs> it switched to. But I just have more passion as it relates to talking about you. <laughs> Uh, so growth mindset, thank you for that. Okay, so uh, take a look at your notes. A growth mindset says, I grow through what I go through. A fixed mindset says, I just want to get through what I go through. And, and part of what you're going through right now, if you're going through a tough time or you're just going through something you're just trying to get through, is if you're just thinking, I just want to get through this, it shows you there's a fixed mindset. And again, I want to show you this as we go on. A growth mindset says, I use what hurts me to help me. A fixed mindset says, what hurts me, hurts me. And some people get stuck in their hurt. And let me, let me give you some good news and some bad news. And it's all in one statement. Good news and bad news. The good news and the bad news is this. What hurts you the most has the power to help you the most. It's good news and it's bad news. Because it's not, we can't control everything that hurts us, but we can control how deeply we're hurt, and we can control how long we choose to stay hurt. And it's so powerful. So again, the next thing, growth mindset says, I'm in control of my emotions. A fixed mindset says, my emotions are subject to what other people do. And let me just, uh, let me just stop right here and just say, wait, Leg, what are you doing? Let me just tell you something about your body. Your body will never lead you. Your body has been given you by God. The Bible says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body has been given to you by God to carry out what you decide you want to do with it on the earth. So my leg doesn't go, we're going over there. My leg will get me over there. My legs will get me over there. But it's my mind, it's my will, it's my emotions that determine where this body goes. Now, so let me just really, hopefully, and lean into this. You're, you're, you're either led by the Spirit of God or you're led by your emotions. And it doesn't matter if you're saved or born again or not. I'm just telling you, one of the most difficult things that God has to overcome with all of us is going back to design and default is our default way of thinking. We just have certain ways that we think, and even though we get saved, even though I want to be forgiven for my sins, God, I want to live for you, oftentimes I get stuck in what hurts me. I get stuck in just trying to get through it, getting through what I'm going through rather than growing through what I'm uh, going through. And, and it's because right here, 
My emotions are the governor. The Bible says that God will give you a peace that surpasses understanding. The Bible says if you'll trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him that he will direct your path. So my body has been given a mission by God, and my body is a gift that God has given to me. He calls it his temple to take care of, to to be able to say, okay, as long as I'm in the earth, God, I want your purpose and your will to be accomplished through my body, but that has to happen in my mind, my will, and my emotions. That has to happen in my spirit so that I can be led by the Spirit of God. Somebody say amen. So a growth mindset says, I'm in control of my emotions. Listen, I told Josh when he was just a little boy, I didn't have to tell my girls this. They were like getting it. But Josh wasn't getting it. He lived frustrated. Like he was frustrated all the time. So I said, son, listen, there's two kinds of people. There's people that handle their frustration and there's people that wish they had. And everybody behind bars didn't handle their frustration very well. Either they robbed somebody because they were broke or they killed somebody because they were mad. In other words, everybody that's in prison today is in prison because they were led by their emotions in the wrong way. Not because of what they did, but because of how they were led and what they were following. So this is a big, big deal. And a growth mindset, you, you take ownership of your emotions. You take ownership of, you know, happiness is a choice. But too oftentimes we're, we're, we're living on the reactive side of life rather than the proactive side of life. So I could, I could go on and on and on about this, but, but I just want to ask this question. How long are you going to stay mad about that? How long are you going to stay I'm talking to somebody today. How long are you going to stay mad about them when you have an argument and a fight in your relationship? What are you trying to prove by staying upset? Because unforgiveness is like, when you say, oh, I, I, I'm not going to, you're drinking your own poison. And so when you decide, you know what, hey, I'm upset, but the Bible says, the Bible gives you a 24-hour period to get over it. Because the Word of God says, do not be angry. In your anger, don't sin. When does it become sin? When you take that anger into the next day, and guess what you're doing? You're practicing emotional defaultness. You're practicing. Well, you know, when I get angry, here's what I do. Listen, when I, got, when, when, I, when I grew up in a family, when we got angry, we yelled at each other. How many of y'all grew up in a family like that? How many of you didn't grow up in a family like that? And then how many of you married somebody that grew up in a family like that? It's hard, man. Well, I'm she sure, was know, a freaking screaming maniac. I was. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. But you know what? The fact is, you know what? God gave us our emotions and our feelings. They come from God. We are made in the image of God. But exactly where Satan wants to attack us is in our emotions. So that's why you see that in your relationships, the frustration, the anger, the things that we continue to deal with in our lives, all these emotions that we have. A lot of times we're like, what do we do with it? Our fears, our insecurity bring about emotion. Do you know that that literally affects your brain? When you react and you have these unhealthy emotions, that it causes your brain to shut down and it causes you to think in your brain like, 
like. You, literally, you begin, and it's, it's based on science, that when you have these fears and insecurities, what washes like over your brain is that like you don't have a memory, like you forget, you know, all, you, know you just have kind of all this loss, okay? But when you're in a place of high emotion, you're positive, you're believing the best, you know what happens to you? You have all this creativity and imagination. So that's why our emotions are so important. But all of us in our life, we've all experienced difficult and tough times in our life. And it's so easy when you're in a struggle or maybe there's a health crisis or there's just, um, you know, trauma in your relationships. Just to go with that emotion. Yeah, and it's just easy because that's natural for us. God gave us these emotions. But what we can do is we can lead ourselves recognizing that we have control, just like Pastor Keith showing his leg. We have control, but we have to decide, do we want... My stanky leg? Your, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called. That, those... Bop, 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 bop. It never stops. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but it's so important that we have control over that, and we have to decide that. Do we want to take control? You know, we've been given that we have the fruits of the Spirit that we have access to. We, it, it's, it's stated in the Bible, we are always like a tree. We're always being given this image that we're yeah. like a tree planted by rivers of living water. Well, what is our tree? What kind of fruit are we producing? We can decide that. If we're producing bad fruit, you're seeing bad emotions come out. If you've got good fruit, then you're working on your good emotions. And the Bible says you'll know them by their fruit. So it's a huge deal. So uh, next, growth mindset says, I want to grow better. A fixed mindset says, I'm fine the way I am. And it's so easy to settle in that. She, like, remember, we were in relationship with a couple for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, I can remember... The lady in the relationship, they helped to start the church and the whole thing. And I can remember she said one day, they turned 50 and 50 plus. And I can remember this coming out of her mouth and it changed our relationship. She said, you know, I'm just really tired of growing. And you know, it's easy to feel that way, isn't it? It's like, I'm, like I'm just, but, but let me tell you something. When you're dead, you won't have to grow anymore. When you're dead, you won't have to get better. When you're dead, you won't have any pressure. But when you're alive, you got to fight the good fight. And if things are going to grow better in your life, it's going to be because you fight for yourself getting better so things can grow better. And guess what I've decided in my own life? If nothing grows around me, I'm going to grow. But I believe with all my heart that if I grow, everything will grow better around me. So again, a growth mindset says, be the change I want to see. So how do we handle our frustrations, by the way? Like, what do you do when you're so frustrated? Why would God give us a, an emotion that we call frustration? Because he wants you to know that it can be better. Whatever you're frustrated about can be better. But your frustration was never meant to lead you into negativity. Your frustration was to lead you into a problem-solving mode. You see, here's what happens, Sheila. We, we get so frustrated, and then, like you said, literally the opposite happens because we go negative, and once I go negative, then I'm operating out of fear. My faith is what helps keep me positive. So fear, all fear is negative-based, negative emotionally-based. And all faith is positive emotionally-based. 
So I'm the one that chooses whether I'm going to be in faith, believe God's way is better than mine, believe that all things work together for my good, believe that somehow, while it may be impossible with me, all things are possible with God. In other words, that God is going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so we, as people of faith, we've got to believe that, you know what, if I can't see any other change, then I'm just going to change for the better. I'm going to be better. But you know what? It really, for all of us, it's easy to get stuck. And it's just, it's easy, right? That's why we're talking growth about this. Growth is work. Because sometimes I don't want to grow. Like he's saying, you know, she turned 50. Well, guess what? Sometimes I don't feel that way either because I'm tired of growing. I, I'm just like, good. I'm fine the way I am because I've been told that. My mom said, I'm fine the way I am. So I've got to work through that I'm fine the way I am and say, no, because I want a better life, because I want to have a better attitude, because I don't want to act that way, that I have to grow. Yeah. Right? Yes. But all of us yes. get in that place. Yes. It's hard to grow. But I want to grow because I want to be better. And so there's sometimes in my emotions where it's not about just be positive and just, I'm just going to have a great attitude. Sometimes. I want you to look at that right there, baby. I want you, I want you, that, I, I, you want, I want you to get a shot on the screen. <laughs> I want everybody to see that. That did not up. just happen. You know what I had you to do? You didn't put steroids that in there? Hey, you know what? A growth mindset says whatever it takes, baby. That's not but true. here's the deal. No, but listen. You're about personal growth and development, health, yes, nutrition. I am. Yes, 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 yes. Listen, you're, you're I, distracting me. me. Okay, wait just a minute. People ask me all the time. They'll say, you know, how long did it take him to get like big muscles like that? And so you were with me. I said, ever since we were 15 years old, he has worked out. He has been faithful every day, committed to it. Now, since we were 15, he doesn't always have that in his schedule to work out every day. But you do try to at least three, four, five days a week that you get your workouts in. But that's 40-plus years that I've known you that you have worked and out. you know what? I never feel like going to the gym. Yeah. It's, I, I never go. Here we go. Let's go. I want to eat a donut. I love donuts. How many of y'all love donuts? Now, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I told my guys in the back, I said, Sheila does not even know how much I love donuts. She I don't because I asked him at the last service. He said, he said that was one of his weaknesses is donuts. I said, when is the last time you've had a donut? He cannot remember the last time he had a That's donut. That's my point. But I so would say his weakness is hamburgers and french fries and onion rings and strawberry malts. And I said, when is the last time you had that? When was it? Last night. Now, let me ask you a question. This is in front of God and everybody. How often do I do that? Once a week. Once a week. It's part of my rhythm. Every Saturday night, I salvate all day Saturday because I know I'm about to and have Friday night? some cheese fries and some onion rings with Coke Zero. And Friday night, if it's date night and I want a burger, nope, we're nope. not getting a burger. We're not going to do a burger. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. So here's my point. <laughs> if I gave in to my donut craving, 
I cannot even, I, you just don't, I, you don't know how much I love donuts. If I did this, I wouldn't fit. I would not fit up here. I would grow the wrong way. That's how much I love donuts. Here's my point. You have to decide how you want to grow, and you have to decide when to say no. And that's what's so difficult, Sheila, because our default is, hey, I want it. Let's go for it. Let's make it happen. So, so that's why our habits are so important. And we're going to get to our habits. But let's finish this. Y'all get anything out of this yet? All right. So, so the growth mindset says, be the change I want to see. But watch this. A fixed mindset says, I want them and it to change. That's what we default to. Like if they would just change, if she would just change, if he would just change, if it would just change. A growth mindset says, I will always seek to be generous. A fixed mindset says, I will always seek to get more for myself. And we live in a world with a very fixed mindset. Get all you can, can all you get, sit on the can. And yet a growth mindset is, I'm going to seek to be generous. Not just that I am generous, but I'm going to seek to be generous. I'm going to seek to be a giver. I'm going to seek to sow seed. Why? Because God gives seed to the sower. God doesn't give seed to the Christian. God doesn't give seed to the good person. God gives seed to the sower. So I'm going to seek to be generous. Why? Because for God so loved the world that he, I'm going to seek to be generous because when I'm generous, I'm the most like God. When I'm, when I'm sowing seed, it doesn't matter if it's cotton seed, cone seed, or money seed. The bottom line is whatever I sow, the Bible says, that's what I reap. Are you getting what I'm saying? So a growth mindset is I'm going to be a seed sower. I'm going to sow kindness. I'm going to sow love. I'm going to sow listening. I'm going to sow things into my wife so that I can reap some things from my wife. Again, on and on I could go here. But growth mindset is an energy producer. A fixed mindset is an energy demander. And I'm just telling you, wherever you work, whatever family you're in, whatever relationships you're in, you're either an energy producer or you're an energy demander. And then finally, this is what it looks like. You're either healthy or you're unhealthy. And you don't just get unhealthy. You have to work to get unhealthy just like you have to work to be healthy. And again, it comes back, Sheila, to how do you want to grow? Then last week you talked about, and I would encourage you, if you weren't here, to avail yourself to that teaching. Uh, make your brain grow. You go to our Elevate Life podcast. A lot of people always ask me, do you have a podcast? Yes, it's Elevate Life. So you go to our Elevate Life podcast. You can listen to all of our messages and get all the updates. And then finally, Sheila, today we want to get to how do you have a rich relationship? Here's what it all boils down to. Choose your habits. And this is what's so important. You choose your habit, then your habit chooses you. In other words, you choose the thing that you do over and over and over again, and eventually your brain takes over and it says, now we're going to do this over and over and over again. And Sheila, habits are so, so important. Uh, Aristotle said this, he said, we are what we repeatedly do, therefore excellence is not an act, but it is a habit. And guess what? So is everything that's not excellent. It's a habit in our life. So just talk to us for a few minutes about habits. So to have rich relationships, we really got it. We, one of the things that we need to do is we really need to look at our habits. All of us, we have good habits and we have bad habits. We all know what are good, 
what, what we're doing that's good and what we're doing that we need to stop doing. And we can have all the information, which we've got that at our fingertips. We can Google whatever we want. We, there's so many diet plans and health and nutrition. If we want to lose weight, but you know what? It does not matter. It doesn't matter. We can have all the information. We can have all the books. We can have the latest technology. We can have things on our phone that remind us of things. But it does not mean that we're going to establish good habits in our life because we have the information. Let me take you to a scripture. And I love this. And it's just so relevant to where we all are and what we all experience in our lives based on habits. And Paul said this in Romans 7, 15. I don't understand myself. Anybody like that? Sometimes you don't understand yourself. I want to do what is right, but I do not do it. Instead, I do the very thing I hate. It seems to be a fact of life that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what's wrong. You see, your thoughts and your feelings are at war with each other. That's why we say, I do what I don't want to do, and then I don't do what I want to do, because it's all about what you're feeling, your emotions. If you don't feel it, then you're not going to do it. And what happens is we have these habit loops that go on in our basal ganglia. Now, I'm going to show you this in just a minute. I'm going to show you the picture. Not yet, guys. So there is research that was done. There was this lady, and her name is Mel Robbins. And she did a TED Talk, and she's had over 5 million viewers on this TED Talk, over 37 countries. Well, this TED Talk is all based on one of the most difficult things that she had ever been through in her life. What she researched and she discovered about herself now has sent millions watching this and their lives being transformed, all based on a struggle that she had been through. Well, let me, Think let about me stop that you to say life. this. That, that that hurts you the most no. has the power to help you the most. And then when you get helped, you actually can help other people. So the thing that hurt her the most, she decided to use that to help herself and to help other people. Yeah, so, so now she's written books. She's, uh, she's one of the writers for Success Magazine. I mean, there's so many things that she's done, but she wasn't doing any of this before. She went through this struggle that she had. And what the struggle was, just very quickly, is her and her husband had a restaurant, very successful restaurant. They made a couple of bad decisions and lost everything. I mean, went bankrupt, lost, lost it all. She was devastated by it. She could not get out of bed. She couldn't get up to take care of her kids. She was mad at her husband. She was always speaking, you know, negative to him, being angry with him. You know, her kids, you know, weren't, get, weren't getting to the bus on time and, and, you know, couldn't get her out of bed. She wouldn't get out of bed to, you know, fix some meals and all this kind of stuff. So she's like, what am I going to do? Am I just going to lay here for my, all the rest of my life here just because I can't get out of this emotion and this feeling and this frustration? So, so, what, so, so what was she being led by? Her emotions. So the devastation happened. Now she's in this emotional state. Sheila said she couldn't get out of bed, but the truth is she, she wouldn't get out of bed. And, and her, her wouldn't became a couldn't. You've all heard of shoulda, coulda, woulda. Some people should all over themselves. I just should. You know, I should, but I just, I just can't, so I won't. Go ahead. So all, all the knowledge, all the knowledge that all of us have 
And why we do it is not gonna be enough to get us into this good habits that we wanna create in our life. And to have healthy relationships, we've gotta have good habits in our life. Because what happens is, you can put the picture on the screen now, these brains. We've got this basal ganglia, which is right here on this side. And it is our habit loops that just go over and over. And it's based on our feelings. It's based on our emotions. And we naturally just stay there. But what happens when she Wait just a minute, Sheila. So right here, in, right here in the middle or the base of your brain is the basal ganglia. So this is where your habits are formed. This is where it's deep-seated on the inside of your brain. And what is a habit loop? Let me just tell you. A habit loop is when there's a trigger. Something happens in your life, and then that thing becomes a routine. So whether it's a decision that you make or a decision that somebody else has made, it kicks in a routine. Then, then you begin to do it over and over, and that routine creates a reward. That's called a habit loop. And so this is how we get into bad habits. So you because just we keep start doing things it, over and over. And, and then our brain, right. and that part of our brain, our basal ganglia, it takes over. So you repeat it and you keep, and you don't even have to think about it. We talked about that, how only 5% of what we do that we actually is, is in our conscious, 95% is in our subconscious. So this is where all of our subconscious that we've talked about, about growing your brain uh, in our uh, last time that we were all together. So what happens is she discovered when you count backwards, when you say five, four, Three, two, one. You set your into action. Your brain goes into action and it moves that thought into your frontal cortex, your prefrontal cortex. And so it sets you into action. And unless you do that, when you just have an emotion like, I think I'm going to work out. If you don't do it within five seconds, you won't do it unless it's been a habit that's already been established in your life. If you have a thought about it, then you go, oh, okay, I'm gonna get to it in the next 30 minutes. But if you're trying to start a new habit and you don't do it within five seconds, it goes back into your subconscious and you've talked yourself out of it, not even realizing you've talked yourself out of it. So again, let me ask you this question. This is not a right or wrong question. It's not a trick question. But how many of you, when you put your shoes on this morning, you did it on your left foot first. Some of you are having to think about it. How many of you, me too, how many of you put on your right shoe first? Now some of you are, you're thinking so slow, you can't even, listen, let's, let's do some exercising right here. think so, about it so though. In other, words, like. in other words, you don't realize this, but you put the same shoe on the same foot every morning, and here's what you don't do. You don't look down at your feet and go, okay, is it the left foot today or the right foot today? This is a picture of, of the basal ganglia that is taken over. Now, again, that's not a right or wrong thing, right? It's not a bad habit or a good habit, but it's a picture of the habit forces in our life that, I mean, I'm just telling you, it doesn't change. There's not one person here that one day you put it on your left foot first, and then the other day you put it on your right foot first. Why? Because your brain, you've wired your brain to just do that. You do what comes natural. But what comes natural or instinctive for you is only something you've done over and over and over so that you don't think about it. Now, listen very carefully. Let me, I can't God, say this. Yes, of course. God wired your brain to be that way. 
And you know what? That's why it's so important that when we talked about mindfulness, being in the moment is so important. It, this all goes together. Everything that we're talking about is so important in all the different messages that we've shared. Because when you're mindful and when you're in the moment, you can change the pattern. So you can go to your left foot and start putting it on if you naturally do it in your right foot. You can brush your teeth with your left hand, and it's a great way to get your brain activated by doing something different that you've never done. So when you brush with your left hand, and normally you usually brush with your right hand, it activates things in the brain that causes you to take action. And so that's why... Well, also taking control, Sheila. This is how we take control. In other words, it's something as simple and weird as deciding, I'm going to put my shoe on the right foot rather than the left foot. At that point, I'm, I'm literally doing that shift. So if I can do it with changing my shoes, I can do it with changing any habit that I have. It's very and, powerful. And, so, and we all have habits in our relationships that need to be changed. So we're talking about how to have richer relationships. So what are we doing? What patterns have we set? The anger, the frustration, the, the way we just naturally, when our spouse says something to us or a friend says something to us, that we just naturally react and, and we're not even thinking about it because it's just a habit that we have that we just go there. So in order to have rich relationships, we have to work on these little areas and these habits in our life. And we need to strengthen that. And you know what? We're not going to do it by going one, two, three, counting forward. It does not work. It does not activate because it when you count backwards, it causes you that you have to do something. You have, you to, have take to take action. So, so Sheila, it's, it's, it's a brain hack. So for those of you that are athletes, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because as an athlete, you know, when I was coming up, I mean, I would, I would be, I'm talking about from the time I was a little boy. I'm in the backyard. Some of y'all know. Five, four, come on, y'all are with me. Three, the game's counting down. Two, and then it's like, boom. It's like air ball. Now let me show you something. Whether it's hit or whether it's miss, whether it's hit or whether it's miss, no matter what it is, here's what I want to tell you. This is called a, this is called a, those of you that aren't athletes, this is a goal. Okay. So, so let me just show you something. In my life, I'm the one, thank you very much, I'm done. Good, yes. I, I don't want to embarrass myself again. So, so. <laughs> So I'm the one in life that decides what my goal is. And here's what happens in life. It's not just about bad habits or good habits, but it's about bad habits or good habits as it relates to winning and losing in life and having rich relationships. Only you can set the goal. Now, you answer this question. Has that been sitting here the whole time we've been here talking? Now, for some of you that saw that, that's how our life is. That's how the things that we want to achieve are. And until I take the ball in my hand with an intention to say, now I'm going to take action. Again, I might miss. I might horribly miss. But the truth is, I'm deciding what I'm going for. And it's that way in your relationship. It's that way in your business. In other words, a brain hack, Pastor Sheila, 
is this five-second rule that goes backwards. Five, four, three, two. Take the shot before the, before the game's over. Take the action before the marriage is over. Take the action while you can still do something about it. Don't sit back. Don't, don't allow your basal ganglia to, to be used against you, but take action so that you move everything forward and, in your and life. And it's about progress yeah. in our lives. It's, a, it's not about perfection. As we saw with Pastor Keith, he totally missed it. So it's not about perfection, but you know what? He shot. He, there was action. He did something. So for all of us, it's about taking action. It's not about like, you know, you think about a habit you want to establish in your life. Don't go for this huge, audacious goal. You know what? Start small because it's about the progress that you're going to make. So if you want to drink more water, if you drink Cokes all day long and you never drink water, don't say, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. And you start with that gallon, you know what? You're setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to consistently keep drinking a gallon of water. I'm just telling you, it's a lot of water. But if you'll say, you know what? I don't normally drink water, but I'm going to start out. I'm going to drink eight ounces, at least eight ounces a day. If you can just see that picture of just that, what I'm painting you in any area of your life, if you'll start small, yep. you'll, you'll, like you say, you know what? I can't do a push-up. Well, if you start with one push-up, you say, well, you know, I want to get where I can do 100 push-ups. Do you try to go do 100 push-ups? You'll be discouraged because you're working towards perfection. You're not working for, towards your progress. So Pastor Keith, well, like we talked about, he didn't get those muscles overnight. 42 years of working on those muscles. So you're not going to get push -up, 100 push-ups overnight. But if you'll start with one push-up. Then the next day, go to two push-ups. Well, Sheila, you know, you asked me a couple of years ago, you said, why are you working out so hard? I said, it's not about big muscles for me, Sheila. Here's what it's about. I am making my body prepare for a great future. In other words, for men, because their testosterone lowers after they're 30 and their ability to build muscle uh, diminishes with time, if you don't do something about it, then your body just goes in automatic and it goes, it goes the wrong way. So it's that way spiritually, it's that way emotionally, it's that way physically. You have to embrace the resistance in life so that you can grow. And it's that way across the board. Absolutely. So I think we're done because why don't we go ahead and, Is that and just... all you're doing? <laughs> we don't, I don't need You've to do the rest. More, I had a lot more, but you know what? They can get the tape from uh, the, the tape. tape. The cassette the tape. tape. The cassette tape. Let's yes. go ahead and get them the eight track while we're at it. <laughs> See, listen. That's, that's the basal right ganglia there, right there. Basal, I've, I know it's I want y'all to go out there and get that cassette tape <laughs> right after this service. But see, that's what happens when you don't even think. I'm thinking about the next thing that I want to say to you guys. So I went ahead and said that word and realized it was wrong because what I it's wanted. Okay. <laughs> but you really can get that because you know what? We all have things in our life that we all need to work on so that we can be better, so our relationships can grow. So let's, let's grow. Yeah. Let's, let's apply the Word of God. Let's know that we serve an awesome God and that He loves you and that He has a great plan for your life. And the Holy Spirit, I'm just telling you, time spent with God, time in the presence of God can do so much more than you just trying to do it in your yeah. own strength. So if you'll spend time with God, if you'll get into his presence, 
It will help you with your emotions. It will strengthen your emotions. When I come into this house and I stand and I worship and I declare who God is in my life, I feel like I am 10 feet tall, don't you? Yeah. I feel like I can go out of here and I can do things that like David and Goliath, I'm gonna go take down some giants you guys you feel like that you can take down some giants yeah. so just think when you get into God's presence and you press in to what God wants to do in your life and you see who God is in your life then all of a sudden you begin to accomplish things in the, in your day that you never thought you could accomplish amen thanks for listening to this week's podcast make sure to get your copy of pastor Keith Kraft's book your divine fingerprint and visit elevatelife.com for other exciting new content from Elevate Life Church.